Dear audio listeners, this will be a reading of the most recent article, Panning for Gold While Reading Propaganda, Missile Strikes Kills 2 Plus in Poland, published 2022, November 17th. However, before I have a little anecdote to relate. This particular song has been very much in my mind over the last few days. And I was given pause to recall when I was a young man working as a software engineer in northern Sydney. And I would gather with a few friends, fellow guitar players and singers of varying repute and this song was one of the songs that we would cover as it were as we sat around and some of us smoked illegal substances the hilarious thing about this is that of course we could play the bloody guitar chords Listen to this voice. Of course, none of us could replicate this magnificent singing. There's no way. It's a unique voice that can do this sort of stuff. Wow. Anyway. But the thing that brings this song to the present is the question that it asks in the chorus what is going on please have a listen to this song And bow your head down to this amazing vocalist. Anyway, <laughs> let's get on with the article reading. The article uses a structure of, first of all, presenting the evidence that is known regarding this missile strike in Poland, and then continues to look at reactions to it. And the principal point of the article is looking at the reactions to it, what can be learned from this, and then potentially what can be done once we understand these lessons. So the evidentiary section of the article, you know, shows pictures of of the site of impact and looks at what evidence there is as to what sort of missile was used and where it came from, and I present you know, three different um, sites that provide analysis on the capabilities of the S-300 system. And then, of course, I make the point that there are no S-300 missiles. There are missiles used by the S-300 systems. These are different things, and the conflation of them too is the classic example of the dumbing down of modern media and blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's just I lay out the 
what we know and what we don't? And the answer is we don't know very much. But I ask us to make the assumption that the uh, missile came from uh, an S-300 system and there are two reasonable voices to use to support that assumption, one of which is the Minister of Justice uh, from Poland and the other is Jake Gooden, uh, who compares the picture that we have of a claimed, not proven, claimed fragment of the missile. So this is all just background to set up the story and understand that basically what we know is bugger all, actually. Uh, I then, all right, if you take this assumption, I go, all right, and look up the systems and I go, all right, you've got 200 to 350 kilometers is the maximum range of missiles fired by an S-300 system and then draw a map and go, all right, well, therefore we know who could have fired this, right? And sure, that map includes, you know, the edges of Lithuania, of course, Poland and Ukraine and, and, and Belarus, but also Slovakia, Hungary and so forth. But the answer is, who the puck is going to fire missiles in an area like this, which is under war? And the answer is, across other people's airspace. And the answer is, nobody. So therefore, it has to be either Poland or Ukraine that fired um, this missile and it looks very likely that this was actually um, an air defense uh, missile from an s-300 fired by ukraine it's pretty obvious i mean ukraine does actually have a motive to create an attack on poland to draw nato into this conflict but that's an outrageous thing to do and even that is very unlikely. This looks very much like an accident. And so I then look at the elements of the uh, Ukrainian anti-missile systems and their age and whether they've been well-maintained and the skill of their operators, of which I know nothing. But it seems likely that this is just an accident. And so with all of that out of the way, we then move into the reaction. The key link that I provided in this article is to Connor Eccles' article at Responsible Statecraft, in which he lays out a very nice timeline about what happened and how responses were generated and who said what when and so forth. It's a really good piece of investigative journalism just to sort of tidy this thing up because people were going batshit stupid and so he actually went, all right, let's do some digging, find out what happened, who happened, what happened, who said when, what, blah, 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 blah. So, of course, I provide a, a screenshot of the original article that generated this rubbish, which came from Associated Press. What we see is that uh, Western officials, uh, most prominent of which would be uh, President Biden, coming out and saying, whoa, Nelly, whoa, Nelly, calm down, calm down, calm down, not Russian. Doesn't look, we don't know yet. La 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 la. So that tells us something actually very important, which is that the West do not want to use this accident, incident, call it what you want, as a source of provocation. They're actually interested in not escalating this conflict, but perhaps just maintaining it, or maybe they're even considering about getting rid of it, closing shop. I don't think that's going to happen in the near future. 
However, it is good to know that they are not using this event as a point of escalation. They are trying to uh, stop, stop all you crazy idiots who are going about NATO, Article 5, we all defend each other and therefore we're all going to attack Russia and thank God that's not happening. So that's good news. Don't forget that. I then move into the question of, all right, you know, we've learned a few things from this. How can, how can we deal with this? What, you know, how do we respond to this? How do we improve the situation? And the initial question is, how the hell does this shit go on? And the, the mistake is to blame the author of the one-line bloody article from Associated Press. Who cares who they were? Doesn't matter. It's the editor. It's the editor who approved the publication of this. And I use the following term quite deliberately in the article, that this was not sloppy reporting. It was outrageously dangerous editing. That is the end point. And I make the claim that, well, you know, if inciting global war isn't a crime, it bloody well should be. And wherever this person resides, they should be charged in that jurisdiction with this crime and bloody well put before a court to answer to that charge. I then go on to express something that is not as commonly known as it should be, which is that in the Western media, there are actually three dominant media sources, and they are Reuters, uh, Agence France Presse, uh, and Associated Press. And the vast majority of Western media organisations publish their news based upon what these three organisations publish, right? So one of them is British, that's Reuters, the next one is French, that's Agence France Presse, and then the other is American, that's Associated Press. And these people completely dominate the news feed for the Western audiences. They control the news feed. I then move on to a little more sort of happy ground, which is that what is happening in the Western world is that people are either don't give a shit, which is fair enough, or those who are more curious are learning that their news feeds are actually full of bullshit. They are seeing it. And we are seeing the sort of demonstration of that in in the US from what's known as the cord cutting epidemic or wave or call it what you want. I.e. people are getting rid of cable news. They're getting rid of cables and they're replacing them with internet. And that means a shift in media focus away from the dominant cable news suppliers. This is also happening in uh, Europe in that people are listening, I think, less and less to national broadcasters or dominant media players and are starting to listen more to independent media, which is a wonderful sign uh, in that this amount of crap that we're being delivered uh, through the national broadcasters and dominant media players, people are waking up to it and they're saying, nah, I don't want this shit no more. Give me, give me something real. The other point I make uh, at the end of the article is that one of the ways in which these independent media players or small organisations are succeeding is that, well, first of all, they're actually delivering more sort of useful information. 
But they're also um, citing their sources. Uh, and this is something that is a complete failure by the dominant media organizations. They have learned about what the internet is based upon the algorithms for search used by Google initially, which is to say that there is an elevation of search results when an organization cites back to itself. And so this is what the media organizations have done. And the end result of that is that they link to themselves all the time. They don't link to external sources or anything. Um, no, there are some, but they're rare. And what that means is that the referencing that they use provides no validation to their articles, and which fundamentally undermines the credibility of the article. You haven't got any external sources to back it up. I mean, sometimes they link to each other, like the Washington Post will link to the New York Times, and the New York Times will listen to the Los Angeles Times and the blah blah. But that doesn't, that's not shit. You know, it's like linked to the bloody UN documents or the wherever it is, the official, the, the real sources of the information. They don't do that. They link to themselves or to other major media organizations. And this undermines their credibility. This is another element that I believe is being increasingly seen by the audience to which they wish to publish. So these things combined the cord cutting, the divergence away from dominant media and the media undermining themselves because they can't actually validate what the hell they're doing because they're only linking amongst themselves. So people are waking up and I conclude the article with a couple of opinion statements and, and they, they, these are that the audience is not angry about this. They, they, they've just sort of given up. They don't care. It's like, you're going to do that crap? We don't care. And I conclude with the audience has basically left the room. It's like, you guys just talk amongst yourselves. We're out here. We're, we're doing other stuff. Have fun. See you later. Thanks for listening. Until next time.